Hello, and thanks for listening to Big Ideas, a podcast from Texas State University. I'm Dan Seed from the School of Journalism and Mass Communication. This month, we're joined by Elizabeth Buckley, an Emmy, Peabody, and Gracie award-winning producer and writer from the world of film, television, new media, and animation. She's also a lecturer in the Department of Theater and Dance, and she's here to talk about the Texas State Film Program, which is growing by leaps and bounds. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's our pleasure. So take us back first in your own life. What was it about the world of film and television and creation that so captivated you to make this your life's work? Well, like many people in the theater and dance program, when I was uh, a student in high school, I was an actor and had the lead in my senior play. And so when I was looking at schools, I chose a college where I could study that. And I rapidly became aware that a lot of my compadres um, starved in summer stock and my family was very clear like as soon as you graduate you're on your own <laughs> and i went to my advisor i was at stevens college at the time who was a colleague of her name is jean muir and she was a contemporary of greta garbo i said to her what do I do? I don't want to starve in Sunnerstock. I don't know if I have the drive. And she said, you know, you really should get out. You should think about something different. So as I started studying, you know, taking some film classes and theater for film, I, I really loved it and quickly became someone that was much more comfortable on the other side of the camera. And so as I, I got my degree, I studied at Stevens uh, the University of Texas and their film program. And then I ended up graduating at SMU and with a broadcast film arts degree and then immediately started freelancing. When you look at your own experience, you have a long list of credits, a long list of award-winning work that you've done. What are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on or created and why? Well, that's a really great question. Thank you for asking that. I love storytelling and filmmaking that moves you and that seem and makes a difference and resonates in some way. So I had a, an opportunity to work as a production coordinator. I was a PA production assistant for many years, but not that many years before I got an opportunity to coordinate a feature film for Ron Howard, which was my first film. And it was like his third. And it was just an amazing group of filmmakers. And it was kind of an inspiring story about a young woman who was a paraplegic, and she was the first paraplegic actor to play a paraplegic person who learned to fly. It was called Skyward. And I loved being involved in something that was like that. So then not too long after that, I was involved in a movie called Tender Mercies and got to know Horton Foote who wrote, of course, Tender Mercies, which won an Academy Award for Best Screenplay. And being a part of that team, even though there were some unbelievable ups and downs in the production of that, again, I felt a part of something that I felt really was an important story and, and grateful to you know work with Horton and Bruce Beresford and the cinematographer Russell Boyd and this incredible team that I got to be a part of bringing to the production. Uh, specifically, uh, Ann Rapp is a friend of mine that uh, started as a script supervisor, and I helped some of those early 
jobs that she got. And then she became a screenwriter who wrote for Robert Altman. So just those kinds of things, being able to be a part of storytelling that makes a difference. And that's my nonprofit production company right now is called Environmental Arts Alliance. And that's really our mission, just tell stories to make a difference. And what is it about telling a story and, and creating this that inspires you, right? You mentioned that, that you have this nonprofit that you work for. Is it something that just allows you to explore your passions? And that's kind of where you just develop all this intensity and, and desire to do this. What is that like for you going through that kind of process to do things that do inspire you and hopefully inspire others? It's absolutely a wonderful form of expression. It's similar but different to being an actor and being able to perform and having that sense of release, of contribution, of being a part of something. And one of the things that's unique about Texas State is as a freelancer, I was just moving from job to job where I got hired and I had these wonderful opportunities, which many of them uh, were sort of an intersection of good timing and and those sorts of things. But for instance, I got to work on as a producer on the children's PBS series Wishbone. And so being able to be a part of that is just very fulfilling. It makes you feel like it, that kind of thing where you wake up and you like, I really love going to work. You know, this is not just a job. This is this is a part of who I am. This is what I do. And then fast forward to today and what Texas State has done is I started teaching. I was able to think about how I could use my time on my Fridays off and in the summer to create my own films. So that's the actually only made my own film once and I just finished it. I'm just in the midst of finishing it right now and selling it to broadcasters. So let's talk about the film program here. As you brought it up, the film program has grown rapidly over the last six to seven years. Enrollment increased by 53% between 2016 and 2021. Why has it taken off like it has over these last five, six, seven years? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with how successful and wonderful and collaborative the theater and dance program is and bring to that Tom Copeland, whose vision is something that he implemented as Texas film commissioner, was helping artists work, was bridging that gap between you create art and you learn the craft, but how do you get the jobs? How do you go from artist to employed artist to creative that sustains himself with their art. And for a lot of freelancers on the technical side that necessarily artistic, but it is, I think, in its own way. And, and what Tom did, and the, what I teach now, is he really was looking at finding that bridge. How do you do that? And teaching those, how to connect those dots. How do you get from the craft, which we have a brilliant area head, Johnny McAllister, and an, an amazing group of writers and artists and directors and so forth, cinematography people, short filmmaking that, that create, teach the craft. But the thing that Tom did that to me makes us special is, is teaching how to take that craft and make it viable, you know, make it so that you can not just learn to be an artist and then you do that on the side. 
but learn to be an artist and this is what you do for your life. This is what you do for your career. And that's what I teach the business of film. And then I also teach producing because I'm a producer, but that's what I think makes Texas State unique. The other thing about the program as it is now, it's phenomenal in the, in the opportunities for students to be able to take so much hands-on coursework. Uh, so often it's, it's lost in other film programs. The other thing that's, that I started with is that we're a part of theater and dance. So we have a film building now, which is great, but there's a lot of connection between courses in the film building. Most of my courses are in the theater and dance building. And so there's this intersection of, of actors and you have to have actors to tell the story, right? And, and dance and so forth and music. And it's just all, it's in one place. And I remember at UT, even as a student, here we were in the film building and way over there <laughs> were the actors. So I think that's one of the main things that a lot of us in, in the, as faculty enjoy is that we're, we're together and we're not separated. Because, the, in, because in the theater and dance degree, the performance and production, they do learn some acting for film. And then they also have that opportunity, that door, both you know, in theater and dance. And then we also have a dot, dot, dot to the communications department where students can cross over and take you know, electives and learn more about something that might be the thing that is their, their true north, you know, that, that really is the one thing they want to pursue when they graduate. You brought up a lot of good points or a lot of points that I wanted to touch on during the course of our discussion so we can kind of hit all of those. But the, the last thing that you talked about there, we can start there where you're talking about this intersection of different departments and majors coming together under one roof. What is that like for you as an experienced professional, but also a faculty member when you see students collaborate and in many cases doing this stuff for the first time, what, what kind of thrill is that for you or, or what do you take from that when you see them spread their wings and really get to work on their craft together and come together to create something it's absolutely wonderful and you see it you see it in the hallways you see it in your classroom i'll see it over the course of you know some of my my particular classes for instance one of the things i like to do in my classes it is say at the beginning of the, the class, if you've got an announcement, if you're making a film, if you're casting, if you're looking for actors, if you're looking for crew, let's share that. We have some, a really wonderful way of uh, making announcements for that sort of thing through the film den on Canvas, but I just try to enhance that. Also, if any if people in the announcements, they have, someone has a big win, you know, we want to hear about it. And I literally, <laughs> Uh, when I realized that they like to clap and cheer as much as I do, we clap and cheer, you know what I mean? It's fun. And then, then seeing as they do their own projects, people learn about the strengths of other people uh, as they emerge. Some of my, you know, students are very young. They're not, you know, juniors and seniors or sophomores. Sometimes they have freshmen and they're kind of thinking about being in the camera department or they're kind of thinking about something else and so seeing that kind of flower over a semester and how they literally cross-pollinate the web series folks i can see them you know working that way all the different classes that they get really do you know enrich their own personal productions so it, it's a big thrill 
And I was reading that the program has a philosophy of, quote, make it happen, which I assume is that the, the hands-on approach that you're talking about. We do that in the School of Journalism, hands-on, hands-on. You're creating stuff. How important is that? And maybe how different is that from traditional film school or the way that film school had been conducted for a long time? So I would imagine a lot of it was theory, 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 learning, 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 and then you're producing something. But here, it seems like they're hitting the ground running right out of the gate. They really are. And that is the big difference is that so many other programs are heavy with theory. And there's a, you know, theory and history, there's a huge place for that. There's also jobs for that. But most of the jobs and most of what people aspire to is to be the next, you know, Chris Nolan, or to be the next, you know, Ava DuVernay, or to mm -hmm. be Zoe Deschanel, somebody, you know, like that. So it, it gives them a chance to, you know, try on all those different aspects, being that hands-on, being that interactive. It's a lot of fun to see what they get to do. And, and also now we're slowly getting more and more uh, cinema equipment. I think there's plans for, you know, a Foley stage, you know, part of that. Mm -hmm. What's also going to be interesting to me is that in our film building is a film TV studio next to the film studio. Right. And in between that are, is a lab where I sometimes teach my producing class. So that'll be interesting to see how that works also between and mass comment and film, because from my perspective, I mean, I've done things from an HBO comedy special that I did in, in like 2019 that had, I hired all the crew that was a television crew from Austin City Limits. So academically within the framework of Texas State, that's mass comm, right? It's multi-camera, right. live switching, rolling to tape, six cameras, one jib, all this sort of thing. But from a film crew perspective, it's kind of the same. One of my favorite film crew members on Austin City Limits works on features as a location manager. So there's a lot of crossover. So I think that's going to be fun to see how that works also at Texas State within our cross-pollinating programs and working in that same building. And this building that you're talking about for people that may not be familiar with it, maybe they're alums and they haven't been to campus in a while, but it's a beautiful new building. It's the centerpiece of the film program. As Elizabeth mentioned, our operations, part of our operations for MassCom and journalism are moving down there. It's Live Oak Hall, which is at the intersection of Sesame and Pecos Street here in San Marcos. It's a beautiful $10 million facility, more than 10,000 square feet of space. The building opened this past school year. What does it allow you guys to do with the film program that you weren't able to do before? And how is this a game changer? Well, we have a real film studio for one thing. So that's, that's brilliant. That's absolutely really important. And within the film studio is the lighting and grip equipment. So the students are, you know, being able to work with the lights, not just in the lobby of the theater building, which they were doing, but in a, a film studio, much like anything you'd see once they graduate, that's professional, much like what we had on Wishbone. And like I said, we might, I think there's plans for a Foley component to, to uh, mix, learn to mix and do the final finish on films. And that's just tremendous. Also create synergy and mm -hmm. excitement within the students. I taught one, one of my producing courses there and they just like being there. 
we had the option of being in uh, the same time of day, but there was space available in the lab in the film building and also in the theater nips building and I gave them the choice, you know, and they really wanted to be there. So there's something kind of exciting about that. There's equipment that that students can check out from the film den and that's that's in the building and uh, so it's the synergy I think. I remember the same thing at UT when we had a really beautiful studio, you know, at the time it was relatively new. And also on one of our floors at UT, they were making, it was a PBS affiliate was also in the mm -hmm. same building and they were making Cars Kalindas, a TV show for children. And I loved that because it's like, here we were on our state, you know, doing what we were doing in our, our TV production class, which was a film and television people. And then on another floor was an actual show. So that that kind of thing is really exciting. And what is interesting about those kinds of buildings is the minute you move in, they're too small. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure both areas heads want a, another floor or two. But anyway, it's a it's a it's a wonderful beginning. But there is, as you said, there's something about it. Like when, you know, I taught, my background is television news. And when I taught television news here, the minute you get students into a studio and you get them into that space, it's like their eyes light up. It's like the magic, like the magic of television, the magic of creation and, and having a professional space like that has to be so motivating for them, but also great to recruit students, to recruit future students, to be able to take them down here and say, this is where you're working. This is your playground. This is a professional space. We're not doing this halfway. This is what you're going to see in the real world. Exactly, because it is very much a simulation of the real world because it's a professional looking, there's nothing, everything about it is just a professional film studio. I mean, I filmed there for a segment of, of my film. And it was wonderful. So they get that. Whereas when they're on location, it's not really a simulation of a real world, even TV commercial size, because they're so small. There's only like on most shoots, it's only three to 10, 12 people. 12 is big. I think the film club did a very big production and they had something like 25, 30 people. And that's wow. more of a simulation. So it that is one of the most wonderful things because it you, you're literally while you're in school you're stepping into what does that feel like yeah and, and it prepares everybody for that reality of the real world and again we're joined by elizabeth buckley a lecturer in the department of theater and dances film program so you mentioned this class that you teach the business of film it's a legacy course created by tom copeland who founded the film concentration program i teach a course that focuses on the business side of radio broadcast television cable and streaming and I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but I, I think it's a fascinating time to teach a course like this with all the changes happening in the industry and in the business, seemingly monthly, weekly. What, what are your thoughts on teaching a class like that and the benefits to be able to get creative students this other mindset that oftentimes they don't have? They're thinking creatively, but not thinking about the money side and how you make a viable career or or how the sausage is made so to speak mm -hmm. it's terrific because they have to in my class go out and attend a networking event and for some students it's like what yeah. what is that 
see people, you know, go to a thing and how do I get there and how do I act and what do I do and what is networking, you know? Right. And then, then they have to, for their midterm, they have to go attend a networking event and do an informational interview with someone they admire that they want to maybe is making a living. Well, that's what I want it to be making a living, doing what it is they want to do and then distill all that and teach that to their classmates. Yeah. And the, the challenge to them to step out of their comfort zone and to do those two things and then to step in front of their classmates and share that is tremendous to see the growth they go through. And also they're one of the things I asked them to, to share is what did you learn? What are your takeaways? And what what is the advice you learned from the people that you interviewed for your classmates? And I find that I feel like a number of my students learn more from that than any lecture. So one of the things, right, that you touched on as well, and that is well known around here is that the legislature just approved a film incentive package, which appropriates $200 million in incentives for film production across the state. That's a big increase from where it's been the last couple sessions is about $45 million. The Hill Country Studios complex set to open in this neck of the woods shortly. What makes Texas State's film program and its students uniquely positioned to benefit from both like the incentive package, the state trying to get more people to come here, the, the studio aspect, and how does Texas State fit into the equation of Texas becoming this burgeoning film center? You know, I mean, I know you know this, that shows that have been set in Texas have been shot in places like New Mexico because of the incentives, right? And to be able to bring those industry folks here how does that impact what we do here and what the prospects are for our students going through the program? Wonderful that you bring that up. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic that we've been allotted the funds. Uh, one of the things we talk about in Business of Film are the massive changes that are happening, such as what is the impact of the writer strike? I mean, I mean, anyone who watches television or streaming is like, what's the impact of the writer's mm -hmm. strike? But the incentives are going to be tremendous. You know, we needed an incentive for a couple of my productions myself. It's basically everything when it comes to deciding where you're going to film. So it's been painful to see Taylor Sheridan, especially, have to leave the state for incentives. You know, right. probably one of the top writer, creatives, showrunners, with massive <laughs> slates of production go somewhere else so hopefully that'll change that and it's an amazing uh, opportunity the the idea of studios especially the ones with volume stages you know that can do the kind of filming the next generation of green screen like the backgrounds of mandalorian is fantastic i've heard the hill country studios talk about that the most important part is for texas state students is that they're going to have the type of hands-on work so that when they graduate as seniors they'll have a portfolio and they should be able and, and then hopefully through all of our different programs and hopefully a, a new internship program have some real world experience before they even graduate so that they'll already be working and be able to be very hireable for these productions. So the, one of the things, right, is the fact that students are involved in the hands-on ways, but there's benefits beyond that with having professionals on the faculty who are filmmakers themselves. I would imagine that students are able to get more involved in other roles besides what's happening within the classroom. 
Yes, one of the exciting benefits that I've seen is other faculty, most of whom are professionals working in the industry, if not all professionals working in the industry, is that faculty end up getting the support of students as they're developing their own projects. I know that I've seen Brian Poyser use a number of filmmakers in front of and behind the camera on his award-winning short film that's making the festival circuit right now. I think definitely Johnny McAllister and Annie had a number of Texas State students working on Bull. My producer is a former student on my film, The Stars at Night. I know that Susan, uh, Susan Busa had a number of Texas State actors. I did a, <clears throat> was a casting director for a documentary on a Horton Foot, my friend Ann Rapp made, and I think we had five actors from Texas State. Wow. Italy. So that kind of continued uh, collaboration is very exciting. And for yourself, you mentioned earlier that you're working on a film. Anything that you can tell us about it or what's going on with that? My film, The Stars at Night, is about the connections between astronomy, mythology, and original ancient storytelling. And in that, we have are trying to raise the issue of light pollution and try to affect change through that. And actually four young filmmakers from Texas State are part of the storytelling and they, they made short films about their journey to Big Bend. That film is being invited to uh, screen at national parks. And that is really honestly my goal for it. We've submitted to film festivals. So uh, we've been invited to one, the Lost River Film Festival. And so stand by for more on that. Wonderful. Congratulations. And Elizabeth Buckley, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Big Ideas. Thank you for having me. Of course, it's been wonderful. And thank you all in the audience for giving us the privilege of your time to download and listen to this month's episode. We'll be back with another one next month. Until then, stay well and stay informed. Big Ideas TXST is a presentation of Texas State University. Subscribe to experience more innovative, thought-provoking content. If you like what you hear, consider leaving us a starred review, five if possible. The views expressed during this program are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent those of the university. Big Ideas is hosted by Daniel Seed, produced by Jamie Bloschke. Strategic consultant is Kelly Raz.